tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Ball Hat. You know I am, you know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Joining me is always <laughs> very <laughs> aggressive, very <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> Uh, join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and twos, Jay Nice, Juicy Johnny, J Dog, Johnny Woodard, everybody. Is three nicknames now? Yeah, you're the J Dog, dude. Guys, uh, we're going to get in the show quickly because we're in it. But again, March 3rd is my special. There's only 300 tickets available total for both shows. Grab your tickets now. Enjoy the power of rock. Of Why is everybody getting quiet? Uh, with that said, let's bring in our guest. Man, he's a great researcher. Uh, he's done a deep dives in the kind of our history and a lot of great like researchers in the ancient history out of Florida. Very excited to have him on. Please welcome Michael LaFlem. How are you, brother? Hey, what's up, Sam? Thanks for having me. Michael, we're very honored that you would join us on our funny little stupid show. We we are greatly appreciated. Uh, for those listeners who may not be familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you? Yeah, sure. Um, well, you know, I'm a, a history professor by trade. That's what I do. And um, I just wrote a book uh, published, I think, December 2022 called... Um, Visions of Atlantis, Reclaiming Our Lost Ancient Legacy. And you can find the book on Amazon. And uh, I also have a website if you ever want to contact me. It's just my name, michaelleflem.com. michaelleflem.com. There you go. It will be in the links below. Michael, thank you for joining us. It's, we're really excited. This is one of my favorite topics to discuss uh, because I think it's, it's, it's so important, and most people have no clue how deep the lie goes, how far the lie goes. I want to start off by asking you this. How mm. old do you think humanity is? If you had to guess. Well, that date always, yeah, that date always gets pushed back because, you know, 20 years ago, they thought Homo sapiens were only a quarter of a million years old. Now... They're saying 300,000, it could be even longer. Um, so anthropologically, we've been around, let's say, at least 250,000 years, you know, in the same or greater probably brain capacity that we have today in the same skeletal structure. So that should give us pause when people say, well, how could there be a civilization, say, tens of thousands of years ago? Um, I always say, well... If we've had the same mental capacity, the same earth, the same, you know, conditions, basically, um, the mainstream version, which is that nothing happened for the first 190,000, I'm sorry, 195,000 plus years of that history. Um, that's kind of strange to me. 
Um, so when I suggest, you know, from the evidence and not just my opinion, but from, you know, seven years of research, that indeed there was a civilization, and I'm not alone in thinking that, um, that was just utterly wiped out, let's say around 10,000 BC, the end of the last ice age in a catastrophe, you know, cataclysm. Um, I think a lot of people don't think that, you know, there were people around. I think everybody has this like quest of fire, you know, Neanderthal yeah, yeah, and Homo yeah. erectus running around. And it's like, no, the Homo sapiens, our species have been around for 250,000 years. And, you know, up until I think about, what was it, 50,000 BC, when Neanderthals started to go extinct, um, we coexisted with other species of humans, which is crazy, you know? I, uh, I, I really love that take and I love that and I really do believe it. You know, I, I've become a Christian. Like, I've always sure. been Christian-based. Uh, but I've really started... Sure. I'm going to start joining a, a group this this um, this Sunday. I'm going to start doing some reading on Zoom. Going to hang out. Very excited about that. Blessings, blessings. Okay. I'll probably spend Friday night reading the Bible. That's how my life has gone. Um <laughs> But I, I'm cool with that. I love it. I'm not being, the, the, you know, just I used to be a runner and gutter, and now I'm reading the Bible on a Friday night, which I, I'm, I'm very blessed where I am in my life. Um, so, you know, I, I came from this kind of world where questioned the story of religion, questioned the story of God and all that stuff. Because, you know, you'd always hear the story, uh, oh man, this story of Jesus was told 15 different times by 15 different beliefs and all that stuff. And it makes you kind of laugh. And then you, you start going, well, if our, and now later on in my life, I start going, if our timelines are, are not what we are taught in school, is it possible that all these different religions are just telling the same story just in their way of telling it? It's like, uh, Eskimos have 400 words for snow. It's still snow, right? Or 40 words for snow. So not to get in a religious discussion with this because we're going to go back to it. But the reason I, I really resonate with what you're talking about, because I think we're a lot older than people think. And, you know, if you want to at one point um, get back to that, that's really interesting because I have a chapter actually in the book on one of the clairvoyants that I cite, Edgar Casey, what his account of Jesus was, um, you know, and this was a guy who could reliably find missing persons. He could diagnose thousands of people's, men you know, mental and physical illnesses without seeing them. It's been documented, you know, by doctors um, and, you know, has a whole research institute dedicated to what this man said about 100 years ago, um, Edgar Casey. But what he said about Jesus actually is fascinating and you know like you um you know i was raised in a kind of catholic school way and then i went to college and started learning about other things and kind of left that direction but then after reading you know doing my investigation of this the way jesus or the consciousness if you want to say the christ consciousness factors into the story of humanity um is fascinating you know so maybe like at the end remind yeah. me um because it's really it, it's almost like it makes more sense um in the context that i discovered than just a kind of you know campfire story told to disciples and apostles the way i was taught and and not having any like world historical um or even like reincarnation type vibe um, so that's that's interesting. I'm in. I'm all about it. So yeah. that's the dessert at the end of this <laughs> dinner. Let's go, yeah. bro. Let's go. So let's get into it. So 
Let's get into ancient sources of Atlantis. Tell me a little bit about that before Plato, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody always starts with, well, this is just a story that, you know, Plato invented. And, you know, he was telling an allegorical tale because the date he gave of 9,600 BC, well, we all know that it was just, you know, quest for fire in 9,600 BC because, uh, you know, a man at Oxford told us so. Um, but really, uh, there are at least seven sources mentioning Atlantis before Plato. So let's just stop right there with Plato invented it. And one of the oldest sources, uh, two of them, one is a source from Egypt, the Turin King's List, which, you know, is roughly 1240 BC, something like that. Um, and in the Egyptians' own stories, um, the legacy of how far back their kingdoms go. They say, look, we have this thing called dynastic Egypt with the pharaohs that, you know, starts like a few thousand years BC. But then there's this much longer period of the demigods stretching back to 9850 BC. And then before that was, quote, the reign of the gods. And of course, the story Plato told was a story he claims was told to him down the lines from eventually, you know, 200 years before Plato wrote that story in 360 BC. And he claims 200 years before his distant relative, Solon, who was a real politician in Athens, went down to Egypt. And he said, look, tell me the story of the Mediterranean, because you have older records, you write things in stone. And so the temple priests told him, look, there used to be this even older civilization than us called Atlantis. And he describes where it was. He describes, you know, a mid-Atlantic, you know, subcontinental island in front of the Straits of Gibraltar, the Pillars of Hercules. He says it was about this big. We can get a rough idea of how the size it was. And he even says, you know, you Greeks have this myth and you call it Phaeton. And it's the story of a boy who borrows his father's chariot and loses control in the sky and falls to the earth and burns everything up upon it. And he says, you know, you Greeks have mythologized that, but it really signifies when things go wrong in the sky and heavenly bodies fall to earth and burn everything up on it. And then you guys have to begin again like children because you don't keep records in stone like Egyptians do. And so that right there, before we even go into the clairvoyant evidence, I mean, how did, let's just take Plato's date, 360 BC. How did Plato... Even if he was making this up, which I do not think there's any evidence to suggest he was, how did he know that at 9600 BC, first of all, which is the mainstream, you know, geologically proven record for when the Holocene period that we live in today, when the earth got a lot warmer, officially begins. So when people say he made up this date, well, he guessed the end of the last ice age, which more and more is looking like was caused by a cataclysmic, you know, comet or series of comet fragment impacts like Graham Hancock and a lot of other people, James Kennett at the University of Santa Barbara have pretty much, I'm not going to say confirmed, but it's a the most likely explanation because there is no good explanation for why the Ice Age suddenly ended and catastrophic flooding came in. Another source, Sam, is in the Mahabharata, which is an even a hundreds, possibly even a thousand years older than Plato, from India where they're talking about, well, they talk about a lot of things. <laughs> One of the things they talk about is the destruction of 
Atala. And they say this was a, you know, an island in the Western Sea that sank into the ocean, you know, 10,000 years ago at the end of a 10-year war. And in the Mahabharata, that's where one of the places we get this idea of the Yuga cycle, which is, again, how did these ancient people know that about every, you know, 25,000, I think 800 years, I believe it is, the entire you know, of the earth comes full circle. And at certain points in these, you know, gold age, silver, bronze, iron age, at the end of about 12,000 year cycle, halfway point, there's a cataclysm by fire or a cataclysm by water, you know? And if you look at the cycle, it's exactly at the 96, you know, 50 BC mark where the, the cataclysmic window ends. And it's like, these are not to me, and if we were treating this like any other subject, you'd have to be very kind of stupid to think that these are just arbitrary dates. You know, Plato didn't say 17,400. He said 9,600. The Indians say 9,600. And yet we're told that, oh, he added a zero or this or that because there's no evidence of it. Yeah. I mean, dude, this is my jam right here. I love this. I'm trying to figure it out like putting pieces together and this is what i'm talking about i you know you talk to some people they're like earth's only six years six thousand years old i go i don't buy that i just don't i think earth is much older much much older i mean earth or or, or civilization well no they think earth oh you think the, okay yeah and you're talking about people that are extrapolating from the bible yeah the age of the earth right I mean, they mostly are the ones that think, yeah, right. Young Earth, but I'm also like, I'm also like, what in the Bible's been manipulated? That's it. Now I'm starting Bible study, so don't hate me on that because I want to learn. I think they extrapolate out from the generations, right? As they're told, you know, like X beget X. There's that whole list, you know, litany of generations, Uh, and they maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but but I just feel like, like you know, it's like, how do you explain India? And all of its long history that of what they believe oh, passed down from centuries and centuries and centuries of like their timeline, and how much of of modern day Christianity is, is comes. I think from, you're right. Yeah. Right. I I think. And that, even China, it's like the year five thousand right now in China. I think the people in Christianity <laughs> who think that way think that way because they feel like the longer timeline is somehow at odds with Scripture. But I don't think it is. I think it's. I mean, it's just. Uh, entirely likely that you know there are huge gaps it's not a historical document you know it's not meant to document history it's meant to document the this religion you know right. so obviously it didn't have it doesn't have a you know right. chronology right. now you know? imagine if everything we have another catastrophic event and the only thing that is saved is true detective season 1 and we're, <laughs> we're, just we're, we're trying to Fabulous. find what is the timeline here and like we don't yeah. know it's like it's, it's yeah. we don't know what the timeline is right do you right. understand yeah. what i'm saying we like no time is a flat circle that's yeah all. that's all we know yeah. dude so it's like i i'm just telling you man it's just like i can't look back at what china's I, i'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody's beliefs but it's just when you have china that's so old and you have india that's as old if not older I mean, those are those those extend timelines, and then we have these these pyramids. We have Matt Lacroix and Jeffrey Wilson on, and 
And, uh, you know, Dr. Narco Longo, who's come on, told us some crazy stuff and like some some interesting stuff that changes our timelines. And that to me is like, I totally believe this stuff. I totally believe that our timelines are are much longer than we want to. And that's why that's the story of that Jesus is told 15 different times and 15 different things makes sense to me because everyone's told it their own way using their own, you know, verbiage. That's my opinion. And that, that's no, it. it's interesting. And, um, you know, talking about Jesus, um, in one of the accounts, uh, one of the sources, or two, actually two sources, and they're both, of course, you know, clairvoyant. Um, one is a channeled book that was written in 1882, which is a very interesting book. Um, and we can get into that maybe, but he talks about one of the incarnations of Jesus around, you know, in the 50,000 plus BC era, um, not as, you know, Yeshua or Jesus of Nazareth, but as the same consciousness that comes back over eons, you know, and, and Jesus being the last incarnation of a original incarnation of that Christ consciousness in Atlantis under the name of Amelius, who came as kind of the first lawgiver philosopher of this civilization. And that actually intuitively makes sense because Jesus himself said, you know, I'm the first and the last, you know. And in Edgar Casey's account of Jesus, uh, it's very interesting because he says Jesus had 30 plus incarnations, including one in Persia as a wind who was like a Zoroastrian. Um, and then even goes into really great detail in his you know, trance readings, which he gave thousands of these readings in the 1930s to clients who who had already seen him, you know, like I said, find missing people, diagnose illnesses, uh, locate mineral deposits, you know, presidents, inventors, heads of universities used to come visit this man to try to debunk him and nobody could do it. And his community was Christian. So a lot of them asked him questions like, well, where did Jesus go? you know, during his, you know, 18 or 20 years um, of the lost years. Because like in the Bible, the last place he is, I think he's 12 years old, he's at the temple arguing with a rabbi, and then he just comes back, you know, and starts his ministry around 30 years old. And that's a really interesting story. And I talk about it actually in the book, because it really ties directly in, um, in a weird way to the Atlantis story, um, and to reincarnation, which is a big part of the book. But you know, Edgar Casey said Jesus went with his uncle, who was a, in our money a billionaire a guy named Joseph of Arimathea, who is only mentioned once in the Bible as the guy who pays for Jesus's burial. But he was a tin merchant, according to actually multiple channeled accounts who have never corroborated sources together. And he had tin mines in England. So he actually took a young teenage Jesus to England to study with the Druids what? and near Glastonbury. And then, according to Edgar Casey, Jesus went to India. And I might be getting the order first. I don't know if he went to England first, but he, according to Edgar Casey, he went to England, studied with the Druids. He went to India, studied yoga, meditative, and you know, ancient Vedic texts. Then he went to Persia. And then he was finally, he finished his training in Alexandria, or at the time, yeah, it was Alexandria at the time, and studied in a school in Heliopolis, 
where he studied in a classroom and then was finally initiated in the king's chamber of the great pyramid which he said at that point was being used as a through a kind of arcane technology to give a person the experience that death is not real and then he began his ministry and you know as fantastical as that sounds, there oh, man, are a lot dude. of accounts from India, and I cite them in the book. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and I cite them in the book. There are a lot of accounts in India of this man named Saint Isa, who just suddenly appears in a Tibetan monastery and studies with them. Um, and then Edgar Casey was asked by a uh, you know devout Christian, well, where can I find these records of Jesus's time in India? And he said, all of the records that existed were destroyed in the destruction of the library of alexandria oh come on man do you think yeah. that was on purpose what like 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 to destroy well, there to, were to, 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 to credit to, to to for those so people wouldn't know where jesus was at the moment in time he's on his heels right now yeah because i'm like yeah i'm like yeah <laughs> do yeah. you think they they were trying to 100 percent. they were just well there were th there were three destructions of that library the first was accidental and the first one was around um i think it was like 60 bc 57 bc something like that and it was because julius caesar had gone to uh alexandria to rescue a 17 year old cleopatra and get down with her and have a kid but in the process he ended up setting the city on fire because her brother was in a civil war and the library got burned down but the second one uh to answer your question was deliberate attempt 400 years later when you know 300 and something years after jesus had been crucified when the Roman Empire adopted Christianity after persecuting them for 300 years, they suddenly decided under Constantine, we're going to actually have Christianity as the official religion. And then later an emperor, Lucius said, no, no, I only want one version benefits the empire. We can't have all these people running around with their own versions of what Jesus said. Go down there to Alexandria burn that place to the ground and steal what? whatever else you can bring it back and it probably is in the vatican library or something oh so man. the second destruction was deliberate and according to most sources that was the oldest source or oldest collection and largest collection of material on the ancient world that has ever existed lost and so the Roman Catholic Church burned that to the ground. Hey guys, real quick, I want to tell you about our boy James McMahon and Copy My Crypto. Let me tell you about Copy My Crypto because the crypto market is heating up. Bitcoin's up. Let's go. Let me tell you about it. There's so many people making ridiculous money from crypto, but did you know it's easy for you to do the same? The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you the coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy them. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest as you simply do what he does. It's that simple, okay? So let me tell you about James. He runs Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship has over 26,000 subscribers. Since March 2020, he told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins had you put a hundred bucks into each it went on to be worth a hundred and twenty three thousand dollars okay of the 26 coins his top pick a coin called phantom went up 692 times from when he said 
That one call alone retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify this yourself. So if you'd like to join the 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing right now and head to copymycrypto.com slash TFH. That's copymycrypto.com slash TFH. That's TFH, okay? You'll not only find proof of everything I've said, but my listeners get full access for just a buck. It's that simple. So once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash TFH. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit his site now. Dude, I mean, the, the Vatican is so dark, bro. It is so <laughs> dark. And we just act it like is. it's just, there's some kind of authority. And they're just, they've manipulated every single mo part of our, our life. You read, the, I mean, the history of the Vatican, it's like organized crime. It's like, it literally is like a crime family that is just kind of orchestrated events throughout Europe for, you know, since, since its founding, really. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, who who imported 90% of the Nazis after World War II to South America? Dude, you know, I, priests. I, I couldn't agree more. It gets into, like, like <laughs> how deep do you want to go into all that, man? It's just like, yeah. the, you know, it's like if you take a look at organized crime and then you look at the, the people who oh, are... Yeah. Who are the, the the people who are behind the the world's first intelligence agency is the Jesuit order, the, and then yeah. all of the so uh, the CIA, the FBI, Mossad, MI6, all that yep. is an extension of the Jesuit order. And then you take no, a that's look, so true. Yeah, and then you take it, a look. It's so true. You take a look at the uh, the you take a look at all the uh, organized crime of, of of the West, Europe, uh, North America, and South America. It's all Catholic. Yeah, all that's Catholic base, man. So you got right. both sides of the of crime and the crime fighting controlled by the same body. That's right, and you know that's so important because what you were saying earlier about like, you know, have has the Bible been manipulated or a hundred percent? Because again, it was the Catholic Church at the Council of Nicaea, sometime in the fourth century A.D., hundreds of years after Jesus, that decided, hey, you know what? We're going to use this. Now, we're not going to put the book of Enoch because that clearly says Enoch was traveling with aliens to a crystal palace and Superman type shit. We're not going to use that. We're not going to use the Gnostic Gospels that, you know, talk about like the Gospel of Mary Magdalene, which is a very interesting. So all of this stuff we didn't even know about until, say, the Dead Sea Scrolls in 1945 and then the Nag Hammadi Library were dug up after they had been buried for you know, 1600 years because the church was trying to stamp out any belief that didn't gel with the orthodox view, which really had nothing to do with Jesus's message. Jesus was a rebel. Jesus was killed by the Romans. And then suddenly they find out that, hey, you know what? We can't beat these people yes. and feed all of them to the lions. So why don't we co-opt it, infiltrate it, reprogram, you know, the, the people with our version of what these people said and, you know, in the year 400, how how the hell are you going to find the original text? You're not. Most people were illiterate in Europe until the 19th century. So the priest just told you. You couldn't even read a Bible in Middle Ages Europe. It was not even permitted. Yes. You had to get it from the, you know, theologians and things like this. So 
I think you're absolutely right that, you know, we should be very careful. And again, I, I was went to the Catholic school and, and I don't have anything against Catholics, but you should just be aware that the whole catalog is not even in the, you know, let's say New Testament or King James version of the whole Bible. And that until you read the original, you know, in a transliteration, like a interlinear translation where you could actually see like, okay, this was New Testament was written in, you know, Septuagint was written in Alexandria and ancient Greek. And this is really what this word means. And this is really what, you know, then you find a lot of evidence, you know, you even find a little bit of evidence that, that Jesus was talking about uh, reincarnation at one point where somebody says, you know, is, it, it, is, is he guilty or is his past, you know, uh, incarnation guilty and jesus said something to the effect of like you know sub, sub uh, substantiating uh this idea and so i think you know people should just be in general um with any subject just kind of aware that you know historians manipulate um that's something i learned from from this book more than anything more than even the the hard evidence that i show was Okay, you got a story that's like 2,400 years old. Let's see how people treated it over the centuries, you know? And what you find with Atlantis is that people took this extremely seriously, you know, and, and still do. It's just a handful of these Michael Shermer goofball debunkers that, that you know, make a living out of essentially just not doing their own homework and saying, well, I don't see it, so it's not true, which is the sloppiest form, really, of, of research. Uh, you're totally right. It's, it's so funny because, and I agree with you. I agree with you. I think you have to have an open mind to, the, to how deep the rabbit hole of lies go. And mm. because it's better to have as close as you can to the real picture than have the picture you want and that fits right. your narrative. Because then I think that's where you get stuck. And you have to be open-minded. So, you know, for me, it's so it's interesting when you're talking about how the Romans killed Jesus and then and then they uh, they claim Jesus, which reminds me of uh, you know on Martin Luther King's birthday. How the FBI always wishes him happy happy uh, birthday, <laughs> like every oh, time after after killing him. Yeah, 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 it's like unbelievable to me. It's just it's un sick. And, and what you get into is this becomes the same game plan over they run the same playbook all the time right because so it works yeah because when i tell you that the same people who killed julius caesar are the same people who killed jfk it's this it's not literally the same people it is the same group of people deep deep going the back uh you know uh babylonian banker families from way back that go even beyond abrahamic religions like so beyond that yes it's just like so deep when we're getting into this atlantis and all that all that stuff and you bring up uh you know we had ian um ferguson on and he brought up a really good point about alexander the great and how this kind of war between russia and this babylonian like dark magic people kind of came from when he when he invaded Tyre and I think it's Libya or Lebanon which was Oh the most, yes. was that's the most, a that's a actually that's so funny you say that cuz I I put that story well, of when I'm he built the mole. Book, dude, you got me hooked. You got we're talking <laughs> No, that's about really Jesus. crazy because well that's really crazy Sam, because I actually I actually was going to take it out because I'm like eh, maybe it's too much background. But in a kind of chapter link, I always try to tell what was going on in history at the time as the book moves along the centuries like 
And I put that story of when Alexander famously, you know, in Lebanon used the our engineers he had to build that mole to tire to destroy the Phoenicians. And then they all had a Phoenician diaspora. And as you mentioned, many of them went to become later these, you know, famous corrupt banking families, you know, yes, after, after the destruction of Phoenicia. Yeah, which was at that point, you know, in the fourth century BC, still pretty much concentrated at that point in Tyre, you know. But the Phoenicians are interesting because if you, in chapter two of the book, they worshiped the god Baal Hamon, yeah. you know, Whoa. and Baal in the mm-hmm. Bible, of course, is the, you know, god who demands human sacrifices. And in Edgar Casey's account of Atlantis, Baal exists under the name of Balilal or Belial, depending on different, you know, he's in a trance when he's saying this with a stenographer. But he talks about that this fundamental battle, that's why I call it, you know, reclaiming our lost ancient legacy and why it matters today is because this duality, the the cult of Baal or the, you know, and against the, you want to call them the children of the light or just, you know, whatever, um, with various, you know, levels in between. It's not just like dark and light, good and evil. It's obviously more complicated, but this fundamental thing, Edgar Casey and other sources that I've found, it goes way back. It goes back at least 50,000 years from my research. Telling you, bro. I have a question about Atlantis. Was it a utopia as they claim? Or like was it as perfect as they seem, or was it still humans and still a little bit of a political shit show? Oh, yeah, absolutely. E- even in Plato's account, it's it's never described as a utopia. Um, that's the kind of modern Disney version. I'm not really sure where that came from. Um, now they had some beautiful things there but it's just like you know washington dc has beautiful gardens it's still a cesspool of evil people with good people mixed in yeah um but you know it it depends like what time you're talking about because in my research atlantis is at least you know three different physical sizes like in edgar casey's account he's one of the only people that talked about the whole story you know because the story we get from plato is the final destruction. He doesn't give a very, very, you know, detailed account of what was going on before that with dates. The only day he gives is it ended at 9600 BC, which again, when the Ice Age ended, but I had to go into clairvoyant accounts from some pretty reliable people who had already proven through remote viewing that they could do very good evidence, archaeological evidence in Edgar Casey's account. Archaeologists used to use him all the time. And they'd find, you know, civil war things and shipwrecks and things like this. But he said, look, there were three Atlantis kind of timelines. The first was pre-50,000 BC, could be even as old as 100,000 BC. And he said at that point, you know, pretty much what the whole mid-Atlantic ridge is today. If you look on my website, there's a picture that a lot of people should look at where if you drain the Atlantic Ocean, it's not just an empty basin. Like the biggest mountain range in the world is in the bottom of the Atlantic what? Ocean. What? Yeah. That's in fact, right when people when people say all the time, where is it? It's like, just look at the picture in my book where if you drain the oceans, you know, 600 feet even. Well, yeah, there you go. That is crazy. What is now, it? is there a name for that mountain? Can I it's name the it? Middle- it's the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And you know what's crazy, Sam? I want to name it the Triple they Ridge. Didn't e- <laughs> they triple didn't even ridge. know. They didn't even know yeah. that existed 
until 1878 or something like that when they sent a sailing ship still with like steamship probably and called the challenger and they did like deep water soundings and you know what the people these are mainstream you know oceanographers these weren't you know woo people or whatever no offense to that because i mean i don't think this is anything strange but they came back from this survey trip in the 1800s late 1800s and they gave a press conference and i cite the press conference where they call it glimpses of atlantis and they say hey you know what we just mapped the atlantic ocean and it appears that there's a large island you know near the azores where exactly where plato in this dialogue said atlantis would be and it seems like we've probably stumbled upon the remnants of what he was talking about and even these researchers said you know, at the end of the last ice age, when, you know, the new Americas were forming and sea levels were rising and the old Atlantis was sinking. I mean, and this was published in uh, Scientific American in the 19th century. You know, so this idea that it's only people on Reddit forums or yeah. tinfoil hat podcasts that believe in this shit is just so insulting to the, you know, uh, let's see. Are you smarter than I always want to ask these people? It's like you don't have to think highly of me you know i'm an adjunct professor of history but to say that plato is an idiot to say that the people that discovered the mid-atlantic ridge are silly to say that francis bacon who invented the scientific method is silly to say that michel de montaigne is silly like some of the most famous philosophers in the world all thought this was real they just said look at the time we don't have smoking gun proof um so we have to kind of just look at the circumstantial evidence. So to get the smoking gun type of proof, I had to go into more, I guess, rarefied sources and, and really show people not just, oh, this is what a man in a trance said. But look, this is how the military used remote viewing. They still it, do. Dude. This is how the Soviet Union used remote viewing against the United States. Like the idea that you can't remote view, this is false. You know, the degree of accuracy depends on the viewer and the conditions. And, you know, it's not always exact, but it's pretty good. And so I picked some of the best, most vetted people who also happen to just be talking about Atlantis in the source, you know, in like the course of their lives. And then I looked at what they said. And for example, Edgar Casey said in the year 1932, he said, hey, did you know that there used to be an ancient river system? that started at the Nile River, but it actually flowed through Central Africa and it emptied into what was then, you know, the western coast of like uh, Cameroon around the Congo. Okay, he just told somebody this during a trance session when he was asleep in a hypnagogic trance and he had a stenographer wrote it down and put it in a file and then I dig that up, you know, 90 years later. Well, did you know that in 1980, the space shuttle discovered exactly what he said? That there is a huge subterranean canal, you know, river system as big as the Amazon that has its headwater and empties into, you know, the Bight of Benin, exactly wow. where this man said it would be. And it's like, that's a very important data point. So it leads me to believe that if he's talking about like, you know, the Atlanteans went to the... Uh, in the thousand years before the destruction, they went to the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico. They went to the Pyrenees Mountains of Spain on the border of France. And then they went to Giza. When he says these things, and I 
show it in the last chapter of the book. I go to all these places and it's like, there's actually a lot of things that all those places have in common linguistically, megalithic architecture in Mexico that mirrors megalithic architecture in Giza, you know, and then when he gives a date, for example, for the pyramid, somebody asked him straight up, when was the great pyramid of Giza built and how he said immediately, he said it was built between 10,490 BC to 10,390 BC. And he says, using the same forces that make iron swim, stone floats in the same manner. Now, no one had proposed a date that old in 1932 when he gave this reading. Well, in the 1980s, Robert Bolval, one of Graham Hancock's friends, you know, he's looking at a picture of the Great Pyramids and the other two in Giza in a museum, and he realizes, you know, that looks like a constellation. I wonder which constellation that is. He says it turned out to be the constellation Orion. So he did a computer analysis, and he's like, ah, oh, it doesn't line up. But when was the constellation directly aligned? 10,450 BC. Damn! So again, it's like, come on, man. You know? All these sources line up. That's what shocked me, because when I started this book, I didn't even know about remote viewing as a real thing. I had heard about it. I, I had to do years of research, call institutes like, hey, is this real? Can I speak to you know people that have studied this? Can you recommend books? And I had to really try to go through great lengths to show readers that just citing that Miss Cleo said Atlantis was built at this time. Like I have a whole chapter on who the hell were these people? Who was Edgar Casey? How did he develop the skill? Who was this kid, Frederick Oliver? who in 1882 says that he started hearing messages, you know, on the California frontier about, you know, 10 years after the first light bulb was invented. And then sudden, suddenly starts writing by hand a 400-page book of a past life in Atlantis at the year 11,000 B.C. And in that story, it's crazy. He's talking about holographic smartphones. He's talking about, oh, I used to walk around with a electrical rifle and then i used to get in my veil which was an aluminum cigar shaped flying machine that could also travel very quickly under the water again when this kid was writing this there were no airplanes there wasn't even television and he's describing the projection of images that move and things like this so i looked at the kind of older channeled messages because i didn't want to be citing people from the modern age that could have been influenced by say star wars or modern conveniences you know i could say right now oh i channeled a past life in atlantis with you know an lg flat screen and i'm talking to the princess but when he says that in 1882 you have to go well how is he even imagining as a 17 year old kid all this technology and how does he have the ability to write a 400 page book with its own explanation of this is the science the Atlanteans use, this is the power system, they, and why? The book was never published in his lifetime. He put it in a drawer. It kind of ruined his life. His mom found it after he died and published it, you know, posthumously. So I tried to be very kind of sparse, not using only clairvoyant evidence. It's just kind of like a supplement to add a kind of clarity and uh, ground view level of this much kind of bigger 
bigger picture. Hey guys, real quick, I want to tell you one about our longest running sponsor. That's right, Blue Chew. <laughs> That's right, American-made boners for Americans and people who are here illegally as well. <laughs> okay, let me tell you about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in a chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost, okay? You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or whenever an opportunity arises because when she says it's go time, you better go and take no time, okay? You can take them anytime, anywhere. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So there's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew tablets are made in the USA. USA. And prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Bang. Or with a marching van, fireworks, bald eagles who are rock hard flying around, singing the praises that someone's about to go to. Pound town. Everyone's loving pound town. Yeah, let's go. So here's what we need you to do. Blue Chew wants to help you have an have better sex discover your options at bluechew.com chew it and do it and we got special we got a special deal for our listeners try bluechew for free when you use the promo code tinfoil at checkout just pay five dollars that's bluechew.com promo code tinfoil to receive your first month free visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we thank bluechew for sponsoring this podcast blue chew enjoy everything you're saying is resonating with me right now one thing that i've said a lot uh on this show maybe i have maybe i haven't or it was another show but uh most of my jokes come downloaded most of the jokes i've had mine too have have written been written out uh on uh out almost completely once in a while uh, I'll, I'll get a joke and I have to tweak a little bit here and a little bit there, but usually it's, it's complete run out. And sometimes I'll have a great bit and I don't have the ending and I struggle forever to find, and it takes a lot of work to find an ending right. to this bit that has already been written out. So I believe in downloads. I totally believe in downloads. We have me people, too. We've had people on the show talking about how they've, uh, written books on downloads and stuff like that. So I am, I'm totally down with that. So I wanted to bring up something to you and then we'll get back to uh, your discussion on Atlantis. But so sure. I, have, I have this belief that the world is ran by sorcerers right now. Like we're, we're dealing with sorcery and like, you know, you're talking about, sure. all, you know, this, uh, uh, you know, um, clairvoyancy and remote viewing and all that stuff. It is of my belief that right now, much of your next generation technology and weaponry is just hardwired mysticism. And that they are... I, go on. No, no, go ahead. That they, like when we hear that, that like, like the, the advancements in vo voice, the skull, that's telepathic. That's all telepathic. When we have the Havana syndrome, that is just yes. some straight up Doctor Strange energy 
you know, you kick fireball yeah. stuff, right? Like that's what I'm, I mean. I'm dead serious, dude. <laughs> no, it's true. And you know, uh, I think I mentioned to uh, um, that you know I work with um, briefly a couple months. Whitney Webb asked me to help her with uh, her last book before she she published it with the chapter on CIA and formation of things like the intelligence agencies in the 40s and 50s because I had studied that at grad school. And, you know, in my own research, uh, in those abilities, particularly, I wrote an article, actually, um, it's on kennedysandking.com, it's called Through a Glass Darkly, where I wrote a whole history of mind control from the first experiments to today. And, you know, in the 60s, they were already at the point where this wackadoo, I forget his name, Jose something, but... He had the ability to put, you know, in the 60s, transducers, physical transducers in people's heads to induce thoughts and actions, even motor control of people. Um, so if you imagine in the 60s, they had yeah, that technology, yeah, yeah. you know, and then they've admitted that they've admitted, I think, since the 80s that they've had the ability to, I think it's using or intra, infrasonic sound, something like this, ultra low frequency waves that they can put thoughts in your like you can hear voices that's called like the god voice mm -hmm. technology where they can have people believing truly that they are hearing sam tripoli speaking to them in their in their mind so this absolutely exists and god knows how it's being used on you know civilian populations uh, i'm sure they've used it they i know in the gulf war in the first gulf war 91 there was a declassified report where they used uh, i believe microwave or no ultra low extremely ELF, extremely low frequency um, radio waves to create a sense of dread and fear in the Iraqi Republican Guard who just surrendered yeah, yeah, in droves. Yeah, yeah. And they were broadcasting it from a apartment building, like in the green zone, uh, into the battlefield. And that they actually talked about that. Like, it worked. Like, these people had a sudden sense of dread and fear, and we didn't even have to attack the main battle line in this one region they all just kind of stood and i remember as a kid watching those videos of them you know thousands of men just standing up and walking looking dejected who hadn't even been attacked um so it's it's absolutely possible that like you said um they're deploying this on civilian populations i mean uh on what level i don't know yeah you know, but uh Mike you're Lee. right and these people are sorcerers yeah <laughs> right. no, no i'm with right. you dude i mean that's what people don't understand dude that's what we're battling here it's not money and power it's dark art sorcery dude and people don't realize yeah. that and they're like they don't want to believe it they don't want to look at it because too much i mean they'll go watch the avengers or they'll go watch harry potter and they'll think that that <laughs> stuff's really crazy out there but i'm just telling you you don't see a lot of that in the big city because the electromagnetic uh force fields that are just the energy of the these cities makes it really hard to see that stuff you know they they we've talked about this before on sure. shows but they've talked to you know indigenous elders who say they can't astro project anymore because there's so much electricity in the atmosphere it wow. makes it so they can't astro project anymore so that's that's sure. what we're talking about here man you know sure and how do, how does that fit into the topic of what we're talking about is like what have we lost knowledge base wise and why are they hiding this from us why? Why are they poisoning us? Well, I us? think, <laughs> well, 
I mean, they've said why. I mean, they've said many times, you know, there are too many people on the planet and they only want a certain number. Um, so the contempt that some of these groups have for us, I would say the contempt that the World Economic Forum has for people like you and me is pretty obvious. They hate humanity. They're anti-human. They want to upload their consciousness into the cloud and leave everything behind. Um, but the suppression of this kind of history it's it's i think it's just the same in line with the suppression of really anything like the suppression of the real story of hitler after world war ii the store the suppression of you know what really happened before pearl harbor the suppression of what really happened to jfk rfk mlk uh the suppression of every important event that has affected our lives is total oh, and I see this is what people have trouble believing that everything is a lie yes. it's not just this or that that your reality you are taught is a wholesale lie to the such a degree that like the jesuits you meant the jesuits motto was like our mission will be complete when we can convince a child to look at black and think it's white wow so it's a full inversion yeah I, I you know it's a full I, inversion of 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 reality is I, what they're seeking that that you won't even know who you are or where you are or what's going on and that anything that that pokes at that is just considered well yeah but wait you believe this and this and like i could give you this but you wait you mean to tell me rfk was assassinated by the government wait you mean it, it's like yes every single major event in the 20th century you know is not accurately portrayed if you open a you know history book um at least I can say that as a historian, you know, almost none of it is correctly portrayed, you know, and when people do start to realize what's really been going on with intelligence agencies and assassinations and manipulation of the population propaganda, it's too much because it's it's like, could you imagine if if you realized everything was a lie? How would, about, your, yeah, how would your life change? You were talking about them suppressing everything, all of history. I can't wait till we see this, uh, till they suppress COVID. I want to read a history book, the, like a high school year, oh, yearbook. What do you mean? Uh, sure. Like a high school well, yearbook. You don't have to I, wait anymore. Listen to what Trudeau no, tells no, no, everybody. Know, we I didn't know. make you do that. But I want to yeah. see it. I want to see it in a history book. I really want to open a high school history book and go to right. the, the COVID section. And I want to know what they said. If they're talking about it came out of lab. I want to, right. I, I literally just want to know what is the narrative. What is it? Because I mean. They did it with 9-11. Right. I remember seeing the 9-11 in, in my high school yearbook, and I, I believed it. Obviously, I wasn't down the rabbit hole then, but they literally said... They put 9-11 in your yearbook? No, yeah. in his textbook. Oh, in a textbook, like in a, in like in a, oh, like yeah. a history book. Oh, I said your yearbook. I thought oh, my bad, like, yeah. Oh, I thought you said too. No, 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 but in, in, a history, in a history book, I remember it being there, and I was like, okay. If I read it now, I'd be like, God damn. And I'm trying to... I can't wait till they put COVID in the history book they're gonna have to <laughs> yeah but they're gonna, why, why are you excited about not it not excited i just want to know what the narrative i really you just want to read what the it narrative is is that you don't think they'll just, change like no they're gonna like lab. they're gonna they're gonna start with start in the lab it's gonna be the giant biggest lie and that's just what they're gonna do they're already doing it in canada trudeau's telling everybody they they didn't have to get the vaccination when he straight up told yeah. them that you can't live in this function in society unless you get i had a woman come to my show in edmonton was like she was pushing back against it she had neighbors snitching on her she had police just hanging outside her house i mean you just yeah. go hey man how did that happened to me really yeah, they threw me out of my apartment in, in Chicago with police, and I had to go to court 
for endangering the lives of my fellow citizens. And I lost my apartment because I never wore a mask and I never got the vaccine. And I didn't make a big deal of it, but I just wow. went about my day. And you I had like could 100 people in my building turn on me. Yeah, I should. You should sue the shit out of them right now. You know what? That's like, just wait. Just wait. Whenever there's this giant <laughs> push, just wait. And once everybody calms down, see, that's the problem with being a conspiracy theorist right now, because we have a very specific job, which is signal the alarm as soon as possible so that they can't totally mm. entrench everything they're doing. Because if we just sit back, right. I'm talking about, you know, on the internet and talking to our friends, legally, you got to sit back, just wait till the truth comes out and then bang, you just hit these motherfuckers because we all know it's fucking true. Right. So that's my opinion. Um... That's my opinion. Sure. But it's just. No, like, and, and I think I think you're right. Like, you know, it, it's going to have to come out at some point, you know, on a class action global scale, what these people did, um, because it's just insane. And I'll never forget, Sam. And I was sitting out there. Um, March, April 2020. And I remember I there was this girl over on a date. And after everything ended, she's sitting there in the bed. She goes, well, what do you think all this is? And I, I'll never forget that. You don't know, like a download. I didn't even think. It was just kind of like something came out of me. I just said, this is a global plot to enslave humanity. And I just kind of got dressed and went, you know, into the kitchen. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? You know, this is a virus and the city's closed for, you know, two weeks at the time. I said, you think they're going to just keep this for two weeks? I said, have you ever remembered a time where the world has been shut down? You think they're just going to let this go for two weeks? I said, this this shit is going to go on as long as they can get away with it. You're not going back to work. You're going to lose your business. It's all changing. And it was just amazing how few people really were suspicious when it was so clear to many people what was really going on. You know, I didn't have all the details. Nobody did. I just knew that what I was being told was so absolutely, abjectly ridiculous that um, you know, and it was just fascinating. It was a terrifying time, not because of the virus or if it even existed and, you know, but the, the thought experiment that we were all subjected to watching our fellow citizen, uh, lose their mind because the TV told them to jump out of a window, you know, basically in fear. Yeah. And it's funny with, with perspective, you look back on times that that's happened you know, throughout history and think, oh, you know, we, that could never happen to modern people. Modern people are too well informed. Right. Modern people could not be right. subject to that kind 100%, of hysteria. 100%, Johnny. But there were so many people that, that just, just bought whipped it, up. Hook, and, yeah, and, and, and those would be the most likely to say that, oh, I could never be, mm -hmm. you know, God, like, how can, how can we, how can citizens? people let that happen in Nazi Germany? Yeah, God, or in China. How can we do it? <laughs> You know, and then you're right. like, oh, you just were right. okay. You were okay with annihilating your family members and your friends based on what yep. somebody on the boob tube told you that you've never met in your life. You've never met them. You've caught them lying to you a thousand times, and you still believe them over your friends and family. Ratting them out, the secret mm -hmm. police, the Stasi, you know? I mean, it was it's no different than that. Yeah. It's no different. I'm like, dude, I'm glad that we, yeah. as a show. No, it's. 
I'm just glad we stood up and we pushed back and we we didn't canceled. we didn't accept you, it. Oh, canceled some comedy shows. Yeah, I mean, I did out. shows for four people in St. Louis because that's all that would show up because they couldn't serve food and they couldn't serve drinks. <laughs> I'm like, then why am I here right now? Does anyone know why I'm here right now? I'm 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 literally pusher of booze and pusher of food. Why am I not here? Why am I here if I can't do any of it? And it was just a giant. <laughs> All you have to do, and you could psychologically watch it happen. You could psychologically watch it happen. How they slowly, and this is what they right. do, man. And this might not be your, uh, your, your forte, but if you, you, you watch how they do it with disease, dude. This is how they do it. They get you to accept it with somebody else. Do you remember there was a small time that the narrative was like, oh, it only affects Asians. Oh, it only affects mm-hmm. the Asians, yeah. dude. We're all good. And once you buy into that. You're done. Because yep. the minute they'll be like, oh, now look, someone like you's got it. Now, mm-hmm. now you believe it. And now you're that's fucked. Starts, yeah. And that's how that's they do it. They get, you, it yeah. they get you to believe it happens to somebody you like. And like, we're watching all the Chinese fucking people falling down from COVID. That never happened until they got the vaccine, right? No. And then the vaccine, they started falling around, down left and right. And 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 that just lets you know they were preparing it forever. That shit was all fake anyway. All those videos, I think. It was. I, I think well, was I, you know what 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 to me the craziest thing was when the the year rolled over and they had to release even with all the manipulation and putting deaths as this and that they still had to release the total deaths of the year. And when it came out that actually fewer people died that year than in the previous five, <laughs> it's like, how can you even say this word anymore? Pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. In a pandemic, you would expect thousands, millions more deaths than the previous baseline years. Well, the year of the pandemic, there were fewer deaths total than the previous five years when there was no declared pandemic. And you would show people this and they would just look at you like, I'm like, look, this isn't from Reddit. This isn't from, you know, my Facebook groups or something. This is the CDC's own, you know, mortuary records where they're just counting on you never reading those or just being so programmed that you couldn't put together two and two like, oh, pandemic, it's going to spike. It's like, no, it goes down. Yeah. So it's like, what is that? You know, how when you're arguing with people where you're showing them, Okay, show it me where it is. I don't care where it came from, if it exists, terrain theory, this, irrelevant. Show me how more people... Oh, but when do they start hold dying? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you a terrain theorist? I've looked at both. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I've seen very compelling evidence, you know, to suggest that that's one, you know, very smart way to, I guess, interpret this whole thing. I've also seen people that say, no, viruses do exist, even if they're not always as described. I don't know. I'm not a virologist, but I've seen people that are virologists say, yeah, there there was no virus because viruses are just exosomes and Pasteur was a fraud it's and all so of this. It's so hard to buy into it. And I'm telling you, it's that's the I, truth. I'm open-minded. I'm just telling you that's I don't the know. truth. And everyone's afraid to go into it. Well, because we've seen these little pictures of viruses. You get what I mean? No, we've seen because these you mic- can't I understand yeah. how you get sick. And I, I'm so blessed. The one blessing of my life of getting sober is I'm very in tune with my body. And the one thing mm. I always notice is when I push myself too hard, 
Mm-hmm. But that oh. would fit the that would fit the virus the theory Johnny, of viruses. Johnny, I'm well. just telling you. But bro. I mean, you see that terrain theory. The way I conceptualize it is, you your body has is more susceptible to viruses when you're weak. That's how I conceptualize terrain theory, and and that's one of the definitions. I, no, of I, 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 I well, yeah, I get definitely. Another right would be. Mm-hmm. But no. that's yeah, not another what Sam would be thinks, of course. that. Sorry, well, another know. another I guess would be you know like from um say Dr. Amanda Vollmer or somebody who Yeah, who yeah, uh-huh. I've heard her. Yeah. Would right, who would categorically reject that viruses exist. I don't know. I mean, I'm we're just afraid to, to go there. All right. So so the way I think like, this is okay like we're afraid to say like, who is we though? Who's afraid? Uh the people uh not I'm not talking about the guests. I'm talking about us here. Cuz we're not afraid. I'm not afraid to go there. I just okay. don't think that's right. Sa- okay, Sam, let's say I'm on the road, right? Yes. And I'm going to hook up with some chick. Yes. She's got herpes. But I'm healthy as fuck. I've been, I've been sleeping. I'm healthy. Will I get it? If she's got but open sores, I- you will get herpes. But what I, I don't think see, you Sam will. doesn't think. Sam thinks if I'm super Let's healthy, do, I know how we could do an experiment. No, I'm not. I'm not no, we're not using me. Donate as, your wang to science. Actually, <laughs> let's do this. But I get what he means. He's like, if I'm healthy at that moment in time, and I hook up with this chick, I shouldn't get it because I'm so healthy. My body's like, I'm not getting herpes. But if I come in there tired, I've been partying. We've asked Dr. Coleman about it about your lip. It's the same thing. Yeah. And he says it has to do with that your immune system shot. So when all these guys went and got AIDS tests, it's because they've been partying all the time, shooting dope and right. doing poppers. Yeah, now AIDS is a whole different thing. Okay. Sure. And it was the AZT <laughs> that killed them. No, no. Yeah, it's the AZT. But, yeah. but, but what you're trusting, and we found it with COVID, you're trusting right. that the people are telling you the truth when you get tested. And it's right. like if you're trying right. to push a narrative out there, okay, if you're trying to push a narrative out there, you have you, the people who run the test run the co- drugs as well. They the, the it's sorcery, pharmakia. Yeah. So I mean, like Means that's sorcery. all I'm telling you, man. I mean, Doctor Andrew Kaufman said when you get yeah. something on your lip, which is the same as downtown, it is that uh, your body is is your 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 biochemistry is off. And, right. and something is higher up than others, and it, it ends up causing your skin to kind of break, and things break out. Let's fund some research on this. Or like, I, I, or I like when, glad to do. Or this. like when you said when you want to go get tested, the doctor asked you, "Are you gay?" Yeah. And then you said no. And then you said specific about what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. When, when I went to get t- HIV, yeah. an HIV test. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Black well, well, by the way, like, I've had multiple since then. Bang, yeah, bro, but but clean. but what he tell you? He literally said, "Oh, you're not gay, then you don't need the test." But no, if you would have said, say that. You, "Oh, then what do you say?" What up? He, he goes, uh, "Are you straight or gay?" I go, "Straight." And he goes, "You did that uh, weird like shoulder uh, like like I don't know, like I don't know, straight." No, I'm straight. I go, no, I go, I go, I go straight. I go straight. I go. That's a. I don't know if you're legally allowed to ask me that. That was really what it was. I don't know if you're yeah. legally allowed to ask me oh, what I my see. sexuality huh. is. But I go straight, and he goes, "Okay." Looks at me, and he walks out, and he goes, "Oh, interesting." This guy thinks he's straight. This guy. <laughs> I know his friend John. He says for sure he's gay. But the point is, well, think of yeah, go on. Well, think about with AIDS. Think about what uh, that famous interview in the '90s from Dr. Kerry Mullis, who invented the PCR test. You know, yeah. when he said, "Look, I've always tried to find the document that says HIV causes AIDS." And he went to every conference. He called every res- research library. He spent years. He says. I could never find it because it doesn't exist. 
because there is no peer-reviewed study that can prove HIV causes AIDS. There's no Cox and postulates. So, right. Exactly. As Andrew Kaufman always says. So it's like, there you go, you know, and it's the same we saw with the cycles, you know, if they wanted a certain population to get COVID and the pandemic in, in, in this city, they would just run the cycles to the point where everybody has COVID, according to the PCR test, which, of course, can't diagnose illness. But, you know, it's the perfect test if you want to artificially manipulate statistics for propaganda reasons is to shut down the world and, you know, <laughs> do what you need to do for the next big power grab. So it's like, you know, it's beyond dispute at this point that that was a lie. I agree. It, it's beyond dispute at this point that they were paying doctors to put down that people died of COVID. So that's a big problem. It's a big, you know, problem that there were no excess deaths the year of a declared pandemic. It's a big problem that there were, you know, according to one research, 17 to 20 million people have died since the injection. Uh, that's kind of a big deal. So, yeah, like what it is, if viruses exist, was there a virus at all? I think, like David Icke always said, it would be easier to do without a virus because viruses don't exist, he said anyway, David Icke would say. But beyond that, it would be easier to do without even a original bioweapon. The real bioweapon was what you voluntarily injected. Into I yourself. agree, that, Johnny, yeah. you're and wrong. And I actually no, think no, that's I, probably what they did personally. That, I'm not talking about COVID, of course. I, I think COVID. Well, now there is something that is COVID because we've all had it and it was weird. Well, Johnny, I, 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 here's my opinion, dude. I, I think that you see a cranking up of the, I mean, like, dude, you'll see a cranking up the spraying of the skies. You'll see a cranking up of like uh, it could be 5G. That, I, I'm just yeah. telling you what my belief is. And then, and then it just like, everyone just starts passing it around. Yes. For a long time, my shoulder hurt. Something happened when I got COVID. But I just think it's mm -hmm. the spraying of the skies and the cranking up of the 5G. That's my humble opinion. Possible, yeah. I, I mean, and everybody, you know, I had somebody the other day say, so, "Oh, everyone's wrong and Sam's right." Yeah, I hate to tell you. I mean, like, uh, this is year seven of doing this podcast. We're heading into eight years. If we were more wrong than we were right, we wouldn't be here. I know plenty of podcasts that got it all wrong, all wrong, right. all the time. And they're not around, or their numbers are dog shit. We're still going strong. I mean, I mean, I told you that. I, I mean, did I not tell you that Rogan was talking terrain theory? Yeah, that's it. How long have we been talking about terrain theory? When you brought it up, I even was like, "What is we talking Dude, about?" I'm just telling tell me I can't get herpes. Mm. So, so. So, um, so, so, um, this weekend, actually, yeah. I, I didn't He's get her show called. You just gotta stay Scum healthy. Buckets, everybody. Just you just gotta stay healthy. I, okay. I'm gonna start hitting the gym just so I don't get Dude, herpes. Just eat, eat vitamins. <laughs> it's um, like on Quora. Can take, you work out after contracting take, herpes? <laughs> vitamin B19 and just don't get cancer. So, so again, you know, I want to ask you this crazy theory that I have heard. And I don't know if it's from Ian Ferguson again, but there's a real belief that the people of Atlantis, those who survived, made their way to Ireland. And the reason that really resonates with me in a weird way is because if I kind of take a look at two cultures that I think have had this giant kind of movement to like disconnect them from their heritage, 
It's the mm. black culture and Irish culture. And if you take, and I'm, mm. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not the most um, educated in Irish culture. I obviously, and like a lot of people, I watch um, clips of Ireland and everybody's drinking and being soccer hooligans. And I, I know there's more to Ireland than that, but you know sure. that's a big part of what they're. You know, we could drink, we could be crazy. We're drink, and I, I go. And then you take a look at black culture and like my belief about the Moors coming to Florida and how there were Moors here mm. before Columbus even got here and, and that whole lie about, in my humble, this Sam speaking, nobody else, the story of slavery, there's a big lie. Like I think it was Moors were here before that. And they just flipped it into some they could weaponize. I'm uh, not saying none came here. I'm just saying that there's like just famous stories and i am part more my, my my grandmother on my father's side sicilian so mm. um do you have any <clears throat> thoughts on that have you ever heard any of that about ireland yeah um you know there's a great researcher you probably should have him on the show michael sarian he's an expert on on irish ancient history Ooh. and you know being so close to the Azores, where you know, I would argue the the final island that used to be a much larger part of the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. But at the third destruction, it was just three islands. That's what, you know, I've discovered um, where the Azores Mountains peak out now. But, um, yeah, it's very possible because, again, you got to realize, like, the whole to answer your question, you know, about all of this, like, you know, people being in places they're not supposed to be, quote unquote, until Columbus. Um, we know for a fact that somebody, you know, has been mining on an industrial level copper from 3,000 separate mines in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And those mines are dated to roughly 2000 BC. So, and some of the tools in they found inside had Minoan markings on them. So what the hell is that doing there? You know, and in fact, as one researcher found, you know, it's like, the the amount of copper that was taken out of that region is not for native american pottery you know this was an industrial copper mine and in that kid's book from 1882 he actually says he goes we're flying across the sky you know in 11600 bc in our veil which is the same word that the sanskrit books use to describe this very fast craft that's where the later word velox and velocity comes from many people think from the sanskrit velks and he says we're stopping at our copper mines in the lake superior region of upper michigan again this is a 17 year old kid who channels this story and it's like how did he know those mines were there because they were turns out that there were an industrial copper mining facility in upper peninsula michigan you know so it's like you got that you got old mechs statues in the jungles of Central America that do not have, you know, indigenous, quote unquote, uh, Central American people's features. You know, some of them look like the Buddha. Some of them look like sub-Saharan African people. Um, you've got cocaine and tobacco in mummies in Egypt. Well, according to mainstream science, it was Columbus who, you know, crossed the Atlantic and brought these things back to the old world. So it's like, how do you explain any of these things unless... What we're talking about is true and that all these cultures for 
tens of thousands of years longer than we thought have always been interacting with each other. That's why you find all these crazy things in, you know, Bolivia, in the Yucatan, in parts of, you know, megalithic structures in, you know, England that don't make any sense. Egypt, pyramid structures in Xi'an, China that mirror the Great Pyramids in Giza, you know. So it's it's obvious that there were multiple advanced civilizations spread out across the earth during what we call the ice age and again that word is misleading because it's not like the whole world was covered in ice half of north america was but then siberia was a much more tropical temperate place you know so it's like it's not like it giza was actually much cooler at that point you know eleven thousand years ago giza plateau would have been a Pretty much like Monterey, <laughs> Mexico is right now. Without a desert, it would have been a very beautiful place with greenery and rivers. So we got to just remember that the world has changed dramatically, you know, in, in the last 12,000 years. And that the configurations of where things are today and what they look like, it, it wasn't that that way you know uh, and you don't have to go back millions of years for that you know it, it can things can happen a lot quicker than we've traditionally thought you know and it looks like something major i got a whole final chapter in the book on the the geological evidence that that really suggests that a series or a large one and then fragments of of it indeed did hit somewhere some people think in off the coast of south carolina some people think it hit on the north american ice sheet which was you know over a, a mile high if you can believe that where canada is twelve thousand years ago was a mile high block of ice that stretched up to dayton ohio you know and that precipitated all this flooding and like that's why randall carlson when he went to the scablands in washington state he's like this has been gouged out over a series of weeks not thousands of years that that the ice and everything in its path coming at an insane speed all this meltwater with you know trees and boulders and just gouged out what they call in washington dc or i'm sorry washington state the the scab lands you know um so i think it's just something that we're not used to because we've inherited since the 19th century again just by the quirks of history how the history profession works who you know becomes the paradigm we've just chosen this gradual like nothing happens the glaciers just slowly melted but it looks like the real history of the earth is way more dramatic and cataclysmic than we like to think and what's crazy sam is that a colleague of mine you definitely got to get this guy on if you're into the yuga cycle but he just wrote a book called yuga shift a guy named uh, bibu dev mishra and he said that you know he's an expert on that and he i read his book and he's like you know the actually the the correct end date of the kali yuga was not what we thought it was it's actually december 2025 when we then enter the 1200 year window of the cleansing by fire until the new earth age is created you know in the what year is this? 30 that's the book he was talking about okay, december so, 2025 so we got to december 2025 to get the fuck out of here <laughs> Mean, that's not that it doesn't long. mean that it's going to end on that day but that's when we now enter the window of what he calls ekpyrosis which is the cleansing by fire oh. and that's 1200 years 
Okay. Yeah. I don't but think again, I want to be here for that. It, I gotta be you're already going to be here. But again, oh. but again, it was at the final 1200 years of the previous cataclysm um, called Cataclysmos in the little chart of destruction by water that Atlantis was finally destroyed. So it was at the end of that 1200 year window. But apparently the ancients believed in India that this year is the final literal lowest point in human consciousness in the 25,000 year cycle that okay. right now we are entering the, the basically the nadir of of human awareness and consciousness and that it's time for a change i think you look around at the world that it makes perfect sense okay so so at the uh, on the other side of this like december 26 are we in a uh, it starts getting better I don't know. I mean, you'd have to ask him what he thinks, but it's kind of just like trends that you can you can look at. Like we've been in the Kali Yuga for thousands of years. There have been great times. There have been horrible times. But none of them. It's almost like a, a consciousness rev limiter is applied. So the best times in the Kali Yuga are still going to be shit compared to the best times in the Dwapara Yuga or the Satya Yuga and these other greater ages. So it's like a potential limiter. And, you know, some people have thought it's because of the emanations from the galactic center, which inform human evolution. Bro. And that we're now entering a point in the galaxy where we're receiving more power. And so it's burning off this bullshit lies that you mentioned, you know, go back thousands of years to this cult of Baal and their friends and the Phoenicians and all this back to Atlantis. Amazing. But it's interesting that Atlantis was destroyed almost at the halfway mark in this cycle to where like we are, if you, if you look at his chart it's like Atlantis destruction 9600 BC we live 11,800 years after that it's almost like a, we're at that you know, ten o'clock on the on the chart before our destruction at the end of the ekpyrosis cycle. So what this looks like leading up to that, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm gonna have a great time. I'm looking forward to it. Go out blasting, bro. Go so, out hell blasting. yeah. This is kind of <laughs> yeah. this, this is talking about the future. And I got one more question. You went, you go deep down like uh, Edward Casey, right? He's got a couple prophecies. Are any of them gonna come true? Have you looked into he, you this? Know, he he. He himself, um, I don't even go into the prophecies in the book because he himself said, uh, these are just rough guidelines if we don't change. So he was actually very averse to giving prophecy because he said it, it can, it's always dependent on free will. But, you know, for example, he did predict who would be in World War II about eight years before down to the countries and how the war would go because he said this is almost like these are forces that are so strong that it seems very unlikely the world's going to change and that we're going to go through this. For his future prophecies, I mean, he does talk about kind of a similar thing to what um, <laughs> Dev Misra was talking about, that that we are going through. That Basically, 1998-99 was a kind of, for Edgar Cayce, was a critical point. And and he said in the, in the Great Pyramid, all ages of Earth stretching from, you know, the beginning of Atlantis to 1998 for some reason were encoded in stone to be read on the interior of a passageway by people that could interpret it. 
um, and but the prophecy ends at 1998, roughly, and then we go into some kind of unknown territory. So I don't know. I think it's it's as a loose guideline. Um, I think a lot of people, Nostradamus himself himself has mentioned this time period. But I would look at that, you know, Kali Yuga chart because it's quite interesting, you know, that how did the Indians in this chart know when the Ice Age ended, you know, and that they correctly identified it ended in a cataclysm by water, by thing, and they put that date at 9600 BC, just like Plato. Um, so if they could predict that and you look at the world today, I mean, I don't think you have to sell anybody that we are, you watch the Super Bowl halftime show, I think we're, we're pretty regressed you know in terms of our intellectual achievement so it's like if we're at the bottom of the kali yuga or the end of it um you know look at covid look at these wars going on in the world um look at the way you know politicians have deceived you look at suicide rates school shooting just in the western world i mean i've never lived through a more depressing insane time that's why i left you know the the united states big cities because i was just like it's turning into mad max kind of you know I mean, uh, it, I, 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 I'm really buying into everything you're saying right now. The notion that we're at such a low vibrational point in humanity with mm. everything going on, that it just makes sense to me. Feels like we're in overtime, right? You yeah, know what I, mean? like, I feel like the, I feel that the parasites yes. are trying to win and they're throwing everything and at, at you. And I just think at the end of this, on the other side, is going to be a bright light. I just feel that. I hope you're right. I do. I do too. I feel actually much better than I did maybe four years ago when all this started. Cause I knew it's going to take so long for the, the, the gears to get turning. And even if you kind of, kind of feel it out at the beginning, people were just so shocked at these events in the election cycle and this, but I think we're getting to a point of just like, I don't know if it's just burnout or just the the amount of times politicians are caught lying that people are just seeing them for what they are in the most part, which is just, you know, utterly corrupt, self-serving, evil people in most cases um, who are leading humanity down a path of destruction. And that, you know, <laughs> is pretty much exactly what the Kali Yuga chart would tell us. That, that it's an age of deception, dissimulation, lying to the populations, you know, creativity at an all-time low, rampant immorality on a kind of like just base level, people debasing themselves for attention. So, I mean, you know, these these ancient sources, I think, have a lot more to, to tell us in terms of informing the present than just being like Jeopardy questions, you know, because if... A powerful civilization like Atlantis, which had technology that we could only put in fictional movies like Star Wars, say, if that couldn't survive, well, how could we, you know, which which leads you to think maybe it's 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 an it's an issue of arrogance that we don't want to admit because to admit Atlantis was real, you'd have to admit that it could happen to us. And I think that's a big problem. People don't like to think Makes sense. This could end because I got an iPhone 10 and don't you ever tell me that, you know, a comet's going to hit the earth or we have rockets that can land. Surely we could stop that. And it's like, no, these are forces that are galactic. You know, we're just in the way in many cases. And, you know, and the earth has its own evolutionary patterns. You know, it, it doesn't care who's in 
you know, the presidency. It doesn't care who's winning a war, you know. And, and I think that's just a not really something that Western audiences are are like used to thinking about is not being the center of attention and not having an answer to every problem because we're a problem solving technological culture like Atlantis at the end was, mm. but we couldn't solve maybe the bigger problem, which is like, why is our society devolving? Why are people not having children? Why are divorce rates up? Why are people committing suicide through pharmaceuticals? Like no amount of technology can fix. That's a psychic you know, yeah. soul problem. It is a war on white women. That's what it is. I mean, like everybody <laughs> else is having kids. Just white chicks aren't having kids because they, yeah. they just, they've been doctrinized so much by all this stuff and they have no clue. And it's like, I have a bunch of female comic friends that I'm so happy had kids late and that worked for them. And they seem to be mm. now winning in life when it seemed like they were going to be completely lost. And I'm very happy for them. I'm mm. very happy for them because they're finding out that it's a blessing and that the sure. whole thing was a lie that they've been told that having children is uh, uh, just a giant. Uh, it's so crazy to me. It's so mm. crazy to me that people are like, they care about their job more than family. It's just so yeah. crazy to me because your job, unless you own your business, eventually they'll be weighing. Is it worth keeping you or getting rid of you? You know, it's funny right. a lot of them think well that I, I'm, I'm getting at the age where a lot of my homegirls are freezing their eggs. Yeah. They don't know if they want to or not, but they know that they might regret it one day. So they're freezing. I'm like, well, if you're so sure, why don't you just not freeze them? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it, I get it. It's hard to make it in a business. It sometimes takes till you're almost 40 to really establish yourself. It's mm. hard. But I just know babies are magic and they're blessings. And when everyone's like, no, you know, it's like. There's a lot of people not having kids. Asians are having kids. If you study no. what's happening in China and Japan, China's more been done by the government, but China, Japan, nobody wants to have kids in Japan, dude. Nobody. No. People would rather just go watch video games and watch eel porn how about Mexicans? and actually get their freak on. <laughs> how about, how about Mexicans, Mexicans can't stop humping. Yeah, yeah. You know what I told my mom? She's like, when am I going to get a kid? I said, I can't afford it. She's like, we couldn't afford you or your sister. You're still here. Yeah. yeah. They literally say, you'll make it happen. Yeah. You'll make it That's work That's baby out. magic. Yeah, baby magic. Baby magic brings yeah, money. There, it is interesting, right? Because there's that mindset of like, why would I want to bring... Somebody I had that forever. Before I'm ready for it. But. I had that forever. So, never you don't ready. think it's something you should be certain about before you do it? Um, I mean, like it, 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 it it's it's work, bro. It's work, but I, I just think that kids are a blessing. Everything else is chaos. I agree with that. And it's even when it's even when because you're 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 taming wild animals. That's yeah. what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. And that's why prison and homelessness are full of wild animals that never got tamed. By anybody you got to you know they're people obviously but what i'm saying is that no but you're it, right that we've seen feral children before that haven't been raised by anybody and they are they're they're wild animals they're yeah. wild yeah. they're just wild yeah. and it's just like that's what happens when you haven't been trained properly and that's just my humble opinion and so i think it's a blessing and so when people like people are having kids oh dude, dude everybody's having kids except for white women and they just and that which is really hurting the the whole thing because that maternal instinct goes into something, mm. and it's either going to go into their own children or them trying to fight windmills their whole yeah, life, yeah. you know, mm. just Don Quixoteing it, fighting <laughs> Twitter, climate yeah. change or or uh, saving trans children. In my eyes, why do you care if you don't have kids? 
Like people that don't have kids that fight for climate change, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, because women are nurturers. Yeah. Women are nurturers. Okay, that's why. Yeah, that does, yeah, you're right. And they have to put into something. If it's not their own children, then they just become these social justice warriors for the most ridiculously stupid shit. So it's like my joke. It's like if Bill is on a train going from Los Angeles to New York at 60 miles an hour, how many days until he sees a trans kid? You know, and like, that's it. It's like, a, never. He's never that's what we, should, we should have an SAT for, you know, uh, the, the alt, the conspiracy, uh, oh, whatever wing of, oh. yeah, yeah, like our own SAT. Oh, you know, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. be great. All the bias. How smart are you? Hey, yeah. Sam, you should, you should do that. You should do a, you should send out, you should... You buy a book from Tinfoil Hat or just a survey, and you send it back into us, and we give you what type of a black belt level you are. Oh, I respect that. I respect that. That'd be that. dope. I respect it. That Listen, would be. By the way, I bought like three books today, so during this podcast. Uh, Michael, this was excellent. Thank you so much for coming on. We had a great discussion with you. One more oh, time. Thank you. Tell them where they can find you. Yeah, you can go to michaelleflem.com, or you can check out... Um, my author page on amazon.com just type in visions of atlantis reclaiming our lost ancient legacy and it's also in uh spanish too as uh i think it's visiones de la atlantida and i uh, translated it with a little help oh nice you, you and did the uh, you, you and did it i did nice. i did i did and then also it's in an audio book and a spanish audio book so that's um if we you're are, busy and you want to listen or you're on a trip. Luckily, um luckily Xavier Guerrero can't read in two languages, so that's pretty there you great. Go. <laughs> there you go. Uh all right, man. This has been a great discussion. Thank you so much. We're gonna uh we're gonna get into uh, our thoughts on the episode. Thank you so much. All right, let's get into it, man. Uh I thought that might be the perfect episode. That two was... great episodes right in a row. Yeah. Bang, bang, pow. When you go, oh, you know when I go, oh, my God, that's when we're in it, yeah, dog. For sure, yeah. And snapping his fingers over there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, I love people, that. You, people think you're snapping at me. Some I've gotten several tweets. They're like, I hate it how Sam snaps at Johnny to do stuff. It's so rude. <laughs> yeah. So I try now to make sure you're on camera every yeah. time you snap. So yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm just like, but people bang, listening that's the old that. like jazz club. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. People don't know that, though. They think you're like snapping. Like, bring me some water, you are intern. We, are we saying maybe Mount Crushmore? Uh, I mean, dude, he's he's making a run decide. at it. Yeah. You gotta let the. Yeah. I mean, at this, my question is, why do we only have to limit it to four? Well, guess because how many people are on Mount Rushmore? So, right? so this is this will be. Whoa! Do you know what episode this is? Which one? Seven fifty. Woo! Is that a round? That's not like that round of a number, is it? What, no, but it's halfway through to yeah. the second. 500. Oh, I got you. Okay. Which means oh, we're hurling towards a thousand. Wow. A thousand. Damn. Crazy. Can Crazy. we get to a thousand without the wheels falling off? <laughs> Can I mean, we I, do it? Yeah, we do it. I'm we keep fun. going, Good. bro. We're going to keep you going. Fun? I'm having fun. If, 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 Scum and bucket doesn't fucking torpedo us. Come and kick it. Come and kick it doesn't fucking torpedo us. We got a chance. Cannibalizing the but, listenership. But so the question gets is the is do do we allow because the, the I hate the NBA, but the one thing I like that the NBA did is they didn't kick anyone off the top fifty uh, players of all time. They just added twenty five. Which I really like. They went to the top 75, you mean? Yeah, yeah so that when they went to 75, they added 25. So the question gets, 
Mm. You know, I I, I mean, uh, we should do it annually. It's been five years. You know, technically five years. Cosmic Peach, she made a run for with the last one as well. I mean, bang bang pals, bang bang pals. I think for thousand episodes we're gonna have an award, like an award. Is that something you made up, bang bang, or is that a thing? Yeah, I said bang bang pow. I don't know. Maybe there was bang bang. No, no. I I just was wondering where you got you say it like it's a thing. Okay, so. Um, I loved everything about this. I loved uh, Hidden History. It yes. is probably my favorite. I, this is my favorite topic. What I loved about this is every time I threw out the craziest thought I had, he was like, "Yes," and here's some yeah. documented yeah. The proof about That's it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He was every there time. Was, this is when you, that that was that was for when, yeah, when I'm you like, said "Let's something. go, bro." <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. There was it was great. I think Atlantis is super interesting. I think. Uh, the history timelines, yeah. I think it's great. And I just, I think it's all coming together. I love that I'm kind of having this kind of just what sticks to the wall. And it's a lot more than just one take. It's like a giant take and it's all the stuff together. And it's just like, I just, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I just, I think our timelines are great. I think Jesus is special. I think Atlantis happened. I think, you know, Phoenician, Babylonian, Bankers are, are are dark art sorcerers. I, I answered all. The, we got some terrain theory in that I'm all about. Obviously, I'm the only one here. No, you know, I'm, I'm with it now. We found out that uh, XG got a little risky this weekend, and he's asking questions. Okay, <laughs> he's like, "Please be real. Come on, Come on. terrain he's, theory. Let's run terrain theory." <laughs> he's asking questions. He's asking questions. Um, and that's my whole thing, dude. That's I, it was a great it was a great episode. I bought his book. Now I I'm also thinking about buying a book into that uh that Ooh. guy that he talked about that this one right here. The, I bought that book. Oh, you're talking about Edward Casey. I think the third one I'm going to buy. You know it's a good episode when I buy three books. And Dana's like, how many books do you need? Could you please stop buying these books? You know, but I think I'm what a, percentage of the books you bought would you say that you've read? Point five percent, maybe. What percentage have you say would you read past ten pages? Uh, look, I've look, read look. most of them past ten pages, okay. and then I just get a new book and I get excited. Look, look, about look, 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 look. I, 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 Sam doesn't know this, but I think I figured out his logic. He knows shit's gonna hit the fan soon, and he, we don't have no Wi-Fi, no internet, yeah. no cable. That's when the reading of the books will start. The only yeah. thing that makes me sad is my daughter's mouthed all the books. She loves chewing on yeah. them. Yeah. So these great books I bought have been effed up. So I'm just praying she didn't eat my really expensive books. I have to go through them. But yeah, we'll see, dude. You have expensive books? Yeah, Mark would be like, this book is like... I look it up. I'm like, oh, I might get it. Yeah, Sam's going hardcover. I want to. No, I'm not going hardcover. Oh, no? I wish I had. But no, my daughter would just totally mess it up. But this is the guy you want to talk about? That Edward yeah, Casey? I, I'm thinking about getting it. I, like, dude, Johnny, you're into... So so Tim James, there's another guy that does... What's that called? When you... Channeling. Yeah, channeling. Yeah, there's other names for it. But Clairvoyant, yeah. or was it? You don't he's like channeling, clair, Johnny? He's a clairvoyant. Yeah, uh, clairvoyant. No, no, I, I, I think it's interesting that... I want to get this clairvoyant but, on the show. Well, there's that one guy that I think is just a... A huckster, but I don't think like have rush up, right? Yeah, that I guy? would love to have him on. Yeah, he, but he, I don't know. Tim about James that. trying to get him on. Yeah, I would love to have him on. I would love to have him on. Me you too. Can't, dude, you can't call love... him a huckster when he's here. Can you do uh, that? I mean, uh, what is that? Is that someone who loves Hulk Hogan and the Cosby's? A huckster? No. Yeah. What would you say? What is? What is that? The Huckables and the Hulksters. <laughs> the Hucksters. What is? It? What would you say? A huckster? A huckster is a person who sells small items either door to door or from stall. So somebody who's just like annoying, promoting themselves, yeah, like selling shit. Yeah. 
But I, I, I mean, I don't know that. I'd love to hear him. I'm open-minded, of course, but I, I don't know. I, you think there's someone like him now? Obviously, the answer is yes, but are they being open about it? I mean, some of them are. It is just, just curious to me that people like Edgar Casey, who I am a, I have been interested in for a very long time, and I think is among the best uh, proven cases of channeling, how they always want to avoid doing specific predictions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're like, even him. He was like, I don't really want to, you know, engage in specific. It's it, you know, it's it's all muddy past ten years. You know. Well, like, I just also think it's hard. Like that's why I'm. T- that's why I keep saying about this. Why I think it's such a big deal that they're hardwired mysticism, because they figured out how to make it happen consistently, and like a lot of these psychic powers are like the conditions have to be correct for everything to line up for you to do it. That's why I keep saying they've hardwired mysticism, which means they they can repro- reproduce and replicate it all the time. Which is like what we were talking about on TFH Live, right? That caller who called in talking about that app that uses yep. binaural tones to induce states that yes. you wouldn't get to until you were, what, five, ten years into meditation? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's what I'm TFH saying. TFH Live, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Tuesdays. Join us. What do you call it? Hardwire what? Mysticism. Mysticism. Do you, do you believe, like, uh, the Ouija board? Do you think they redid that? Like, you know, the app we were talking about? Like, uh, we I mean, got it's that possible. Up? It's possible. I can't say Because no one's using sure. the Ouija board anymore. I mean, may- I mean maybe. Except but. for teenage girls who want to live dangerous. Greg Fitzsimmons says he used it, right? Isn't that what he was talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, sending love to uh, Greg. His Fifth dog. Sis, his uh, daughter. Is, hopefully, she's getting uh, better. She had a little complication, so we're just sending okay. her love. Oh no! Send her love. Send her love. God, please send Greg Fitzsimmons' daughter all the love to get healthy and live a, a wonderful life. There we go. Bang, bang, pow. Um, yeah. So, guys, go to samtriplee.com. Again, Bakersfield on the 2nd, I mean, on the 23rd with Brian Callen, Huntington Beach on the 24th with Brian Callen. Then the taping, again, of my live show, Quiet. It's actually called Why Is Everybody Getting Quiet? Um, And then Morris Plains on the 8th. And then Plano Tech. We got more dates coming. So also, I forgot to say this at the beginning. Comedy Chaos ha- is at 81 sellouts. Ooh, the 81st wow. sellout. That's crazy. We are 19 away from my goal of 100 sellouts. Damn. And then we might call it a day. We might walk away into the sunset, get to 100, end an era. Last night was an, a night a night where everyone got what it was about. We haven't had that energy in that room. We've had it here, but it was it was the new generation, right? You'd the rather Joe burn Rogan- out than fade away, huh? What? You'd rather burn out and just go out in a blaze of glory than fail. Yeah. Out. That episode, that, that hundred show, I know it's going to be wild. So I know what you mean, how, what am I going to do after the hundredth comedy chaos? I get it because I know what you're going to do. It's no, going to be just, a packed show. I, it's, it's, it's that like. That lineup, buy the tickets now. <laughs> <laughs> buy tickets to hundred. <clears throat> so I just like, it's fun. It's like, I, I, I just have more things going on in my life. Okay. That, like, and I, I want to book friends. I'm more into booking great comics and, and friends than being a producer of a comedy show. 
I've seen Sam. I've seen Sam the nights, the days before him and Dana, and it's st- stressful. Like they're talking, they're making, they're calling numbers, they're looking at ticket sales. But yeah, yeah. so and maybe something crazy. else somewhere else is what you're thinking. Possibly. What's that? Maybe something else somewhere else is what you're thinking. After no, that. what I'm thinking is like enjoy the fruits of my labor oh, in other different. Not ve- don't even do a show. Don't okay. even. Don't, I mean, just go on the road, do live shows when I want to here and there, and, but just enjoy and, the last 19 comedy chaoses. Because it will be the end of an era. It will be the end of an Let's era. See, where, you're you're right. 19 you're right. Um, people are going to be like, how are Sam's shows? You don't fucking know. No, like, I don't like think it. anyone will ever remember them. I, I think you're lying. I may put something up at the wall at the comedy store and make them put it up. Be like because September. if it was, and not just, this isn't the comedy store because I love the comedy store. But if I was like a gay trans Filipino, all people would talk about was how great the comedy chaos oh, was. Oh, forget about it, yeah. Right? I would be in the, every magazine. Yeah. I'd be on everything. Everyone would be talking about revolutionizing and changing. Changing fucking the live show. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Making Tuesday the big day. They tried to make it another day. It's fucking Tuesday. Sounds like it's now Monday. Nope, it's Tuesdays. It will always be Tuesdays because everyone comes home from the road, wants a night off. Tuesday, everybody's in town. They can chill. Wednesday, they start flying out. You might get Wednesday, but after Thursday, that's it. It's after done. Thursday, everybody's out town. Would be like what September next year? I was counting. So uh, it'll be nine. It'll be nineteen. Unless we get like Burt Kreischer or somebody big that will do two, and that will and we'll sell out two in a row. That won't quicken it, but nineteen to go. Nine. They have to sell out. So not everyone will. Not every time everyone will sell out. So that will push it back. It's got to be Oh, nine. good. So you hear that. Don't buy tickets to comedy. Shut up, Johnny. we got to push this thing back. Or on, no, on number 99, we never buy the last ticket. Uh, nobody buys a <laughs> ticket again. It's like, oh, why? Why, God? Why? So that's it. Go, I'll have that up. Uh, comedy Chaos, the Chaos Twins. We're about to get our second episode uh, issue done. Very excited about that's cool, that. Man. Yeah. Those I, are so well done. I was And so, we're going to do so a, We're going to do a fucking um, cartoon animation. And I'm very excited about, and we'll probably put it on Rumble. I'll probably put it on YouTube too, and then not put my name anywhere near it, so YouTube can't. Whole new channel, like with kids. Yeah, Yeah, you got to. I have one, Fat Dragon, but it figures me out. We need something new. Then you need something for this. One, 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 one for kids. Literally, one where you can have on on YouTube Kids. Yeah. Yeah. That way no one messes it. Straight for kids. It has. Don't even put your name on it. Don't even put ST on it. Just straight. Pick some new name. Pick uh, I'll figure yeah. out a name. Maybe AB Triple. Yeah, see? Triple, I think, was my oh, all my family except yeah. for my grandpa. I think, you know what else I think I'm going to do on my special? I think I'm going to put it in dedication to my my great uncle that died in World War II at 19 years old. And just do it in memory of him. So in, Can you imagine? people remember him, dude. That I'm named after that motherfucker. Oh, then you definitely are. I think it's a must. Let's fucking go, yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm also thinking, and it might be way more work. I only have two weeks. Is to get uh, a black, um, an Indian, uh, no, a black like fucking mm-hmm, oh. chorus, a black. Church, <laughs> oh, I got you, choir. choir yeah, and because at the end of my show, I get super spiritual. That would be cool. That'd be great, That'd actually. Be great. How much would it cost to get like, a black? Just have it, like slowly walk up. You yeah. Know, like, <laughs> I love it. It's gonna be great. I'm actually thinking about asking Ra the Rugged Man to write me a song. Oh, he'd love to. And have my buddy fucking um, 
I know who you're talking about. Fucking Alexi played drums on it. Oh, dead. live? No, to play at oh, the beginning. Oh, okay, the recorder. I got you. Okay. You guys hear this? You guys better go buy tickets now. Trust me, it's going to be a show. I'm thinking about it's it. It's going to be a show. I'm going to talk to Dana and be like, Sam, how are we supposed to afford that? I'm like, all I need. Well, you got her. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, that's it. Anything else? I'll go, obviously, go new, my new show, Scum and Kick Scum It. Scum and Bucket. Yeah, Scum and Scum Bucket. And bucket it's, it's going to, it's going to the moon, bucket. according to Sam, so catch it now. <laughs> check, out, check out Broken Sam, too, please. Subscribe on your podcasting app. Uh, we won't bother you too much, just once a week. Uh, I, uh, I love you guys very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you soon. Here's a clip from the latest Broken Sam. So we're a little late on this, but I really want to talk about it. Did you see Biden confusing two world leaders for... People that have been dead for decades. Oh, I dude. I mean, it's the best. What what do you okay, watch this and then bring up where he blames El John for all the money oh, they're okay. spending yeah, on yeah. AIDS. I mean the guy This guy's fault. <laughs> I really think that everything you guys have said about them trying to get rid of him now is is coming to pass. I just still can't imagine them finding a way to do it without pissing a bunch of people off uh, in the Democratic Party. It all comes down to who do you put? It's got to be Gavin. I, I, I've i always thought that if it's anybody, it's Gavin, because he's the only one still campaigning for nothing with no apparent reason to be campaigning. And I think he's getting his dick kicked in. Yeah, people don't <clears throat> like him. That's the thing. People don't like any that, of the Democrats. I, I, I personally think that's why it's Michelle Obama, because she ain't Nobody likes anything. her either, though. Yeah, but... The, right the, after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. I was in I was in the south of England, and I sat down and I said, "America's back." And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, "said." Okay, so I say he's talking about Emmanuel Macron, and instead he names the guy that was in office in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. He you know, got the country wrong. He said <laughs> Germany first. What then are France. we well, like? Yeah, he's. He's garbage, bro. He should be in an in an old home. It's crazy, like dude. This is almost like elder abuse at this point. It really, it is. it really is, and it's because uh, they have nothing. They have nothing. They're like if you study like in New York, it's so corrupt in New York City. Do you know they ran against each other? A city that's been destroyed by democratic policies. A Democrat yeah. and, and a literal Israeli woman. A black Israeli who could barely speak English. Those are New York City's po choices. They have uh, the worst uh, politics. A Democrat or a foreigner. The worst politics in New York. They and get they what they deserve in uh, New York. Johnny, again, this is my belief on why L.A., San Francisco, Philadelphia, Chicago, and New York are never going to be saved. It's just they, they can't. It's either rigged or they can't stop voting out of fear. And it's you, all yeah. fear. And it's like, it's again, goes back to Bill Maher. The theory of something is worse than actual facts. Yeah. Right? The theory of maybe voting for a meanie, a racist, a theory of a racist meanie is, is 10 times worse than actual crime on the ground. Real crime. Now, Johnny. As you know, I have stated a million times that people, they don't want you flying. But I think you brought up, and I'll give you points for this, that that's what they're doing with everything. Like yeah. stores, Walmarts, Targets, they don't want you leaving your house. If they don't want you to leave a 15-minute city, 
Why would they want you going to the store? Yeah. No, Why would they want you to deliver to your doorstep? Through they Amazon, want man. you to get those Apple goggles on, sit at home, and disconnect from humanity. And we are watching a full-on demoralization campaign right now. Totally. Let me just finish this hilarious video. Why? Why? How, how long? You look at him, dude. He can't even keep his eyes open. Why? In the lights anymore. I, it's hard for me to watch. It this. is hard to watch. Yeah. It's hard for me to watch this. I find right it now. hilarious. So. And I looked at him. Wait, look at that long pause. Huh? Uh, said, you know, why? Why? How, how long are you back for? And I looked at him, and the and the Chancellor of Germany said, "What would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times, and the London Times said a thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors?" Two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the prime minister. What would you say? I never thought about it from that perspective. What would we say if that happened in another oh, democracy? Oh, dude, that's the best thing I've ever seen. My, uh, it's like he just what starts having a mill. It's 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 like when AIs clip your uh, your your podcast and they just yeah, pick the yeah. weirdest time. You're yeah. like, what would you say? I, like, dude, uh, is there a point of this ramble? No, it's there's no point. He's crazy, dude. Uh, and you said there's a thing about Elton John. Is, oh, this is it, right? It's, it's an older video. Oh, it's, it's so uh, funny, dude. From, Elton John! Oh, shit, that's uh, This is from a year ago when he awarded Elton John with some kind of... That's something. a dead Elton John playing a concert at the White House on Friday. Elton John has a right to play a concert anywhere he wants. He's a legendary musician. Whatever, dude. But the problem was that Joe Biden joined Elton John on stage and this after sniffing best. his dyed hair and licking his colorful glasses, Joe Biden said, pure and total cringe. By the way, it's all his fault that we're spending $6 billion in taxpayer money this month to help fight HIV AIDS. That's right, because... What on earth? And Elton John's like, because you know Elton John is a real bitch. Oh, yeah, I've heard. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. to a point where, like, I might be like, today's the day I knock this motherfucker yeah, out heard, kind I've of bitch. crazy, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, there was I, uh, my friends. Things, I used to have, I'm st they're still my friends, but when we were all younger, uh, I had a friend of mine, female comic, who lived with a former Miss Kansas. Have I ever told you a story? I don't think so. She's like either Miss Cam Kansas or a runner up to Miss Kansas. She got hired. To do Elton John's like music video or commercial, uh -huh. and she was standing what do you mean, do face it? to like, face. Acting it? Yeah. Okay. And she got she's standing face to face with Elton John, and she goes, "I am the biggest fan, Mister Elton John. I love your music so much." He goes, "Who told this bitch she could talk to me?" I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> I would fucking have lost it." Oh my god, dude! Can you imagine that? This little fat power bottom fuck oh. treating people like that. Yep. Garbage. Oh, yeah, he's garbage. Always, I mean, I've always I've heard the worst things about like I've heard him doing some of the worst performances in smaller towns when he does dates in like less arenas that he thinks are kind of beneath him. Yeah, he does some of the worst shows. Like he won't even he'll he'll like do an hour on stage. You know, you pay a hundred dollars for a ticket, you expect more than an hour. Yeah, he's garbage. Uh, yeah, he's garbage. Although I did want to see his last show in L.A. Um, so did you see this video where the View host Sonny Hostin, who's a major proponent of slavery reparations? went on one of these ancestry shows and got a little surprise about her ancestors. Check this out, dude. This is 
Bro, this is the greatest thing so you've seen of this. Yeah, all it's time. It's this so is funny. the greatest of all time. Watch this woman as she tries to deal with this news about her ancestry. Oh. I'm I'm So what she's just found out, I guess they cut out the part, is Let's that Let's go to the beginning. Here we go. Her and it does she it doesn't show where they talk. Oh. Is that her ancestors were slaveholders. Slave yeah. And like tr traders, like spy bought and sold slaves. There we go. Wow, a little oh. bit in shock. I, I just always thought of myself as Puerto Rican, you know, half Puerto Rican. <laughs> I didn't think I was, uh, my family was originally from Spain and slaveholders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how are you yeah, feeling, I'm Puerto Rican, which is um, colonizers. I, just, um, I think it's actually pretty interesting that um, uh -huh. my husband and I have shared roots. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that, um, and I think it's great for our children mm -hmm. okay. to know this uh, information. Stop. She um, is spiraling in her big head. Big time, dude. Watch she's how like she... everything. Yeah, every, she's like, starting to get like, okay. It's like stereotypical. Everything like, I stand uh, 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 for has just, I am what I've rallied against to create yeah. this career. I have said I'm Latina. I, I thought we were we were Puerto Rican. Your descendants are Spanish, which means they colonize. Colonizer. Yeah, you're a colonizer in Puerto Rico. And not only are you a colonizer, okay, you sold slaves. You are everything they hate about the right, about the history of America. The thing that you have made your money on. You are now the hypocrite. This is what happens when you hold people's ancestry against them. You know, it can be turned on you real easy. Do you know that this isn't the only one? Ben Affleck, the same thing happened to him, and he tried desperately to get them to stop putting it out, and they're like, fuck you, we're putting it Oh, really? It out. Yeah, but watch the rest. Of this. I just want to watch this. Well, that was the end. But I just want to watch it one more wow. time. Watch her do the stereotypical, I'm, like, I'm, ooh, hot under the collar thing. Oh, no, she's really like. A little yeah, bit in shock. I, I just always thought of myself as Puerto Rican. Yeah. You know, half Puerto Rican. Now, <laughs> I didn't think I was. Uh, Melting down. My family was originally from Spain. Yeah, colonizer. It's a lie. Um, I think it's myself. actually pretty interesting that um, my husband and I have shared roots. Yeah, yeah. we both were so colonizers. I, I do appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's great for our children. Yeah, um, yeah. To know this information. Yeah. Um, well, their whole existence. I guess it's a changed. fact of life. Yeah. That uh, this is how some people made their living. On the backs of others. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, that's why this now, show's great. And here, I'm, here, I'm, here's sorry, something sorry, I find very interesting, too. So now you take a look at all of these slave owners, the, the descents of slave owners. They're all in powerful positions, right? So there are, they stayed elites, right, over, yeah, over a long, long time. So the notion that all these whites in the South owned slaves, total bullshit. Oh, no. Total so few. Yeah, bullshit, relative dude. To the total, yeah. But all of these slave, yeah, Alex tries this to try. This is uh, Ben Affleck. He had to apologize for trying to keep the the thing about him owning slaves out of the out of the. News. An apology from Oscar winner Ben Affleck. Affleck was profiled last year on Finding Your Roots, a show that researches family trees. The actor says he was embarrassed when it was discovered one of his ancestors was a slave owner. His attempt to hide it backfired. You are descended from a patriot. This is a big surprise, and I'm really and I'm really exciting, and I'm really proud of it. Ben Affleck learned a lot about his family tree <laughs> in the PBS documentary just stop, series just stop. Finding Your. Just spiring could not say anything worse than I'm really proud of it. Okay, and everything, and I don't hate Ben Affleck. I also think he is a guy 
who uh, is an elite, got portrayed as some just outsider guy that wrote this amazing movie that just happened to be screened privately for the president when they were a bunch of quote-unquote nobodies. It's a total lie. I don't hate him. I don't hate no, him. I don't begrudge him anything. You no. know, but it's like so... He's had a tough go of it lately, it seems like, with his family and stuff. Then that's, you know, whatever. But is that you think that's when he told him that or did that is that before? Let's see if that's before. Oops. But one detail he did not want included in the program was his relationship to a slave owning ancestor. Affleck wrote last night on his Facebook page. I was embarrassed. The very thought left a bad taste in my mouth. I regret my initial thoughts that the issue of slavery not be included in the story. To think that the Jeter name just just, just came from a slave owner. Affleck isn't the only celebrity with a controversial family history in the series. Derek Jeter, Ken Burns, and Anderson Cooper all learned they are related to slave owners when they participated in the program. Dude, dude, dude. Anderson Cooper isn't even like... Anderson Cooper isn't even like a million degrees away. His mother was like the shady occultist. Like it's like unbelievable. Like, can you believe Anderson Cooper had a shady, shady family ties? Look at his mother. I'd be more surprised to learn that his mother didn't own slaves. You know what I mean? That would be surprising. Yeah, they probably own sex slaves for sure. And now, highlight from Cash Daddies. And the speaking of the post, they've been reporting on the story that. Mayor Eric Adams is giving out prepaid cash cards to migrants. Uh, this debit card program, if you read the actual contract, has the potential to become an open-ended, multi-billion-dollar Bermuda Triangle of disappearing, untraceable cash used for any purpose. It will give migrants up to ten thousand dollars in taxpayer money with no ID check, no restrictions, and no fraud control. So it sounds like the old money laundering thing you're always talking about, Sam. I bet this doesn't even get to migrants. A few of them might get handled, oh, you know, just so they can dude, wave the them whole, around. Dude, the Democrats can't get anyone to donate to them. They just can't. Nobody's donating to the Democrats. And they have to, dude, the Ukraine is just a giant money laundering scheme. Uh, this whole this whole thing is just like, yeah, it's all money laundering. I mean, what's happening in California is insanity right now. It's insanity. Can I just, sorry, this is crazy. This is why he said he's doing well, this. That's he why said, I said to Johnny right off the bat, is this true or not? I have a very tough time any of this is true. Here's why he says he's doing it, though. Listen to this. When the Post exposed the mayor's debit card program earlier this month, the mayor's office spun it as a money-saving program to solve this problem. Migrants staying in hotels don't eat all their food. DocGo, the city's no-bid emergency contractor to provide migrants with three meals a day, throws away up to 5,000 meals daily, wasting $7.2 million per year. So if you look at it that way, they're actually saving money by giving them $10,000 on a debit card. Isn't That's crazy, dude. So they created their own big government boondoggle. And to solve it, they're literally handing people money. That's, yeah. that's the mean, Democratic it, Party for you right there. absolutely ridiculous. It's I wonder absolute... if I could go to a shelter and be like, hey, my name is fucking Howie Escobar. Look, I I haven't got my debit card yet. Man. Howie Escobar. <laughs> what if I could do that? Just do Howie you Escobar. You should try to combine Mexican with Chinese accent just so you say it's a new country they never heard of. My name is Howie Escobar. Oh, jeez. Fucking, I mean, there's no, I was talking to Hot this morning about the same thing. She read it to me and I said, do you think that can be real? 
And I mean, look, we just had a NYCHA situation in New York City where they arrested, I think, like 80 people for uh, taking bribes, taking cash for, you know, basically money that was supposed to be going to low-cost housing. Look, anytime there's a governmental agency involved with cash, there's going to be uh, some criminality. That's just, that's been going on since the beginning of time. So... I don't know. That is bizarre, though. Can you imagine if they were giving each person 10G? How oh. embarrassing is that for the government, though? I mean, you'd think they would. No wonder they didn't want to publicize that because it's so embarrassing. New York City's broke. There's no money here. <sighs> Shit. MTAs put it in a hole. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. According to the news, there's migrants everywhere. But I, I, I have I've seen maybe three. Really? Watch this shit, and then after the election, it'll just be vapor. You won't see any more of this shit for another three years or so. It'll just go yeah, away. Well, no, it's going to ramp up crazy. But after the election, I'm saying, it's just going to be yeah. magically ramp out crazy. They're going to try to bombard everybody with something's going nuts, and then and then they're going to uh, they're going to lose their... They're just going to try to scare people from actually going to vote. Think about how long they've done this, though. They've done it all, going back to like Jimmy Carter, you know, with the the, the hostages. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, they've they've been with Reagan coming office. You know, they've been doing this, building things up right before the election, and then the new guy just solves the problem. Yeah, it's coming, dude. Yeah, I, I, I don't try. I don't. I, I'm reading stuff lately, and it's getting more bizarre and bizarre, which tells me it's all bullshit. I just don't believe fucking any. Twitter is so. Listen, man. Yeah, Twitter's fucked. The National Enquirer has way more validity than Twitter. Way more. The stuff now people are editing it, so it's so it's per yeah. I mean, they this is what they decide. They can't control it, so they're gonna flood it. Editing what, Sam? What do you mean? So, like, I saw a clip of Fannie Willis, right? Yeah. And she's like, "Well, you know, I just took some of the campaign money. I put a little over here. Put some back in my house." You know, so it makes it sound like she's openly admitting that she's, you know, committed campaign fraud. But in reality, she was self-funded. She funded her whole her whole campaign herself. So that's her money. But they want you to think they got her. They don't have her because the judge is basically a guy that worked for her. And the only way is this white Republican guy is going to get reelected is if he lets her off. And, that dude, it's going to happen. She's going to get off down there. Yeah, you can't. Uh, I mean, dude, Twitter, it, honest, I, I have to say, and I hate saying this, but you could trust much more what you read on Twitter before Elon took over back in the old system of blue yeah, check marks. Well, I hate yeah. to say it, but yeah. the blue check mark is I mean, you have to ignore the blue check mark now. That means nothing. Yeah, uh, it means nothing. You should have came up with a red check mark, then a blue, like different colored check marks. Because now, dude, I can't tell you how many times I get a pop up on my phone like, the Braves just signed Shohei Otani. He actually didn't have a contract with the Dodgers. You won't believe it. ESPN. And then it's got a check mark. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And you click on it and it's like, uh, ESPN satire, you know, and, and you're like, fuck. Like, and that's what they sent push alerts out for the fake news now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's uh it's out of control, man. We got huge news recent. This news came out in the last five minutes. Natural gas, I don't know what the deal is. It could be Diamondback Energy is cranking after earnings, but natural gas is up huge as far as a commodity right now in the after hours, and that's a good thing because um, I've been getting tons of questions. When's this UNG going to bounce? It looks like it's bouncing right now, man. 
up like 8% in after hours. And if you own Palo Alto Networks, which is, which is a huge tech company, huge, you are fucked. Because that thing just shit the bed and it's down over 14% in after hours right now. That's a big company, Palo Alto. And basically that's gonna be that's gonna be hitting tomorrow morning. So you're gonna see the Nasdaq down again. We took a beat down today. I think we take another beat down tomorrow. It's what we said last week. Things are correcting. Um bank stocks are up, oil and energy's up, technology's gonna and tomorrow is huge because the biggest tech weather on the street right now, NVIDIA, comes out with earnings after hours tomorrow. And that's going to make or break a ton of people because you got a head fake today. Stock opened up down like 6% today. It went from 740 down to 689. And uh, earnings come out tomorrow after the bell. And a lot of people are jumping in. They'll be jumping in tomorrow. And I'd be afraid to at this price. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.